Good morning and happy Thursday. Zach Blockerby here with you. Joined now by Susan McAllister with Auburn Campus Safety. How are you? I am doing great, Zach. How about you? I'm doing well. I am doing well. So it's been a, a bit busier on campus uh, this week with with Camp Eagle starting back. It sure has. It feels really uh, good to have people back on campus. We It was a little strange the first day to walk into a room full of people and do a presentation, but it's nice to be starting to get back into that routine. And we've had two sessions so far this week. We've got another one on Friday and then another 11 to go after that. I loved Camp Eagle as an incoming student. I And I was kind of nervous. I was semi-dreading it going into it. Once I got there, like I... It was so much fun. Yeah, it's amazing what those um, organizers put together. Yeah. Um, and now they've condensed it from two days into one. They're doing kind of a hybrid with some virtual sessions and some in-person sessions. And so um, I'm, I'm just always amazed at how well they coordinate that. Yeah, I remember last year when it went, it was fully virtual last year, right? It was, yeah. yes. And I, and I remember, like, I'm sure you can get a lot of information, but, you know, the whole, like, camaraderie of the people that you're grouped with and all that, it's like I felt kind of sorry for them. I, I hated that they weren't able to, to experience that because that's a big part of it. It really is. A lot of those um, relationships that are, you know, first start at Camp War Eagle last forever. And, um, unfortunately, you know, they're not staying overnight this time. We've got it down to a day in person sure. just to minimize exposure to um, people from outside of our area. But they – still are at least getting to make some connections and see each other face-to-face. Do parents still come with the kids if they choose to? Is that still part of it? They do, yep. Okay. yep. We still have uh, sessions with parents and students throughout the day. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, we, haven't, uh, we haven't talked much about it since, uh, since you last came in, but it was an interesting story at the time. What's the latest regarding the, the guy that was driving around kind of attempting to imitate a security shuttle and and picking up people. So the police um, did a very good investigation, identified who he was and, and were able to make contact with him. And they determined that he none of the behavior that was reported was criminal in nature. Um, certainly it was suspicious and concerning, but it wasn't criminal. And so they at least had that opportunity to have a conversation with him about how that behavior was perceived and that that's really not acceptable. And so we haven't had any additional reports, but really want to just emphasize how important it is for people to report that kind of thing, because otherwise we, we don't know what would have happened if, if people hadn't reported that and we hadn't had not intervened. Was this someone that was from the area? Was he an out-of-town person kind of commuting in? Do, do we know that information? I believe he was from the area. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, it's good. It sounds like that's been, that's been handled. We're joined this morning by Susan McAllister with Auburn Campus Safety. We will continue our conversation in just a moment. Is the Abbey Award-winning Auburn Opelika this morning. Susan McAllister with Auburn Campus Safety joining us here on Auburn Opelika this morning. So I see here that uh, vaccinations on campus are now in phase three. What all does that mean? Who all is eligible now to be vaccinated on campus? That means it's open to anybody that is age 12 and up, anybody okay. from, on, from the campus community or the general community. There's no limit. Um, you don't have to be affiliated with the university anymore to receive vaccination on campus. Okay. And how, how has general response to that been since you guys have opened it up a little bit more? I think it's been pretty good. They've been scheduling um, clinics pretty regularly. They're not doing the mass vaccination clinics anymore, so it's smaller groups at a time. But um, anybody who's interested,
interested in signing up can go to aub.ie slash sentinel, S-E-N-T-I-N-E-L, aub.ie slash sentinel. And there's two links, one for people who are affiliated with the university and one for just general community members to sign up for available appointments. And where is that being done? It's being done in the Coliseum still, still but Coliseum. in a different location of the Coliseum and the um, Harrison School of Pharmacy is administering those. Okay. Fantastic. Um, all right, so yesterday, Auburn University put out some changes to their face covering policy that's going to go into effect soon. Give us an update on that. Yeah, so effective June 1st, there will be some changes. You know, right now our policy still is that uh, masks are required indoors, period, across campus. And effective June 1st, there will be some flexibility, so um, they will be optional except in designated spaces. And those designated spaces include classrooms, instructional labs, transportation, so Tiger Transit and the security shuttle will still require them, healthcare settings, including vet med, both you know, human healthcare and animal healthcare settings and other areas that are marked by signage are clearly communicated. And so that gives us some flexibility that if we have a, a unique scenario, somebody can um, request that masks be required in that area, and the administration will consider that. Okay. I saw some discussion online about um, vaccinated versus unvaccinated students and employees and faculty and staff and all of that. Does that come into play at all? So um, – Everybody has to wear them in the locations I mentioned. Okay. And then in all other locations, it's highly recommended that people who are unvaccinated wear them, but we will not ask for proof of vaccination. Okay. And this goes into effect the start of June, right? Yeah. So next Tuesday, June 1st, that goes into effect. And we've also had some questions about requiring the vaccination going into the fall. Um, one thing I didn't mention when we were talking about phase three of the vaccination sure. Um administration, we are offering it at Camp War Eagle. So for um, parents, other family members, and incoming students who come, they are getting an opportunity to get vaccinated while they're here, which yeah. is really nice. Sure. Um, I don't know how many people have been taking them up on that. We just started it this Monday. Mm -hmm. um, but we are not going to require it in the fall at this point because it's still under emergency use authorization and it's not required by the state. All of the vaccinations that we currently require on campus are required by state law. I see. Okay. And, and the starting point with it it's starting June 1st, does that line up with summer classes or is it just the start of the month so that was a good time to start it? I think it was just the start of the month. Okay. Yeah, summer classes started last Wednesday, okay. and then our camps, the Camp War Eagles started this week. And next week, I think we've got a lot of summer camps starting up. Gotcha. And so that'll provide some more flexibility for that, for sure. Yeah, more things going on on campus. That's exciting. Yes. That's great. Um, tell us about um, the campus CERT training coming up. So we've talked about Campus CERT before, but just as a reminder, this is our community emergency response team, and it's a group of employees who have volunteered to take a more active role during disasters or emergencies. And we're doing a two-day training for them in June on the 22nd and 23rd. This is our first in-person class for a while, so we're excited to get that back up and running. Cool. Yeah. And yeah. so employees who are interested can sign up through Fast Train in AU Access. Okay. And anybody who has questions about it can feel free to email us at Campus Safety. So campussafety at auburn.edu, 
and we can provide them some more information. And what do, what do folks specifically learn from this CERT training? So there are a bunch of different training modules. It's a national curriculum that is um, offered through FEMA, and we have uh, FEMA-trained instructors, and it includes disaster preparedness, fire mm-hmm. safety, light search and rescue skills, um, disaster first aid and triage, uh, disaster psychology, terrorism, and there's one other module that I'm drawing a blank on, organization. Okay. So um, we talk about how the teams organize, how they come together, when they should activate, when they shouldn't. We teach them about how to respond to, um, you know, most most of the time they're only going to be involved in like a fire alarm activation or severe weather sheltering. But we also teach them how to respond if there is a major disaster and the first rep- responders can't get there immediately. Sure. Yeah. And you've talked about this before. I mean, there's so many things happening in a, you know, in one of those high stress situations, if that were to happen. And now you don't have to go through the different thought processes of it. You can already know what to do. Absolutely. You know, that's something that we even stressed with the students yesterday and Monday that are coming in. Review our emergency guidelines in the free Auburn Safety app. And that's something all of our employees should and can do. They can download that free app and they can review the how to respond section. And you'd be surprised how many people during an emergency don't really know what to do, but if you've reviewed that a few times, you're more likely to respond appropriately. Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. Absolutely. Susan McAllister with Auburn Campus Safety joining us this morning. We wrap up our conversation in just a moment. Final few minutes of our first hour together on this Thursday. Zach Blackerby here with you, joined by Susan McAllister with Auburn Campus Safety. We were talking over the break this heat has just kind of come out of nowhere. And, uh, I mean, it really, when you're out in it, it really sneaks up on you. It sure does. At least it feels like it's not been quite as humid yeah. and hot at the same time because that's what really gets me. But right. it was very hot this past week. And um, it's always hard that first time it gets hot because we're not acclimated. Yeah, yeah. That nice yearly reminder is like you're never drinking enough water. Right. Right. So that is definitely one of the key things you need to do for heat safety is drink lots of water and, um, you know, limit your alcoholic drinks and your caffeinated and sugary drinks as well. Yeah. From From a campus safety standpoint, I mean, how does heat safety kind of factor into what you guys do? Well, it's just something we want to really remind people of, and especially for outside events and things like that, it can become a a major issue. So making sure we have adequate EMS staff at large outside events and um, just encouraging people up front to to hydrate and to make sure that they're staying cool. So, you know, I think everybody in the South knows this, but like just a reminder, change your clothes into lightweight, loose fitting, light colored clothing and do your activities early in the morning or in the evening instead of the middle of the day. uh, With Camp War Eagle and these camps going, I mean, especially with like some of the incoming students that may be going, you know, coming to Auburn from up north. uh, I mean, it could be a real, um, it could be an eye opener. It can. And I mean, sometimes when we have those camps, especially in July, um, we, we do get a few people that ended up end up getting overheated. So, you know, going inside air conditioned buildings for a while is always yeah. helpful. Um, some of the people at Camp War Eagle give out hand fans. Right. Um, That's to, smart. To help people with that. And um, so it's just something we want people to be thinking about 
now and being prepared before it becomes too much of a problem. Absolutely. Susan McAllister with Auburn Campus Safety joining us this morning. Uh, you mentioned uh, over the break the importance of keeping your information up to date for the AU Alert system. Yeah, so that's something else that we really stress with our incoming students, but it's always a good reminder for our current employees and students and even community members who want to sign up for alerts. Um, so employees and students can go into AU Access to the My Campus page and click on AU Alert to update their information and then also update their emergency contacts at the My Contacts link. Sure. And then uh, community members can sign up for text messages by texting the phrase Auburn Family to the number 226787. And that spells out campus on your keypad. So sure. You, the, in the two, you put 226787, and then in the message line, you put Auburn Family with no spaces. Okay, Auburn Family is one word. Yep. Okay, fantastic. And you'll get a confirmation back that you're signed up. If you don't, then you know that you didn't do it right. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Um, Susan, you mentioned it briefly earlier, but the Auburn Safety app, it's a great resource for uh, for a ton of different folks. If you would kind of run through, one, how you can get that, and, and two, all the all the – the resources that are inside the Auburn Safety app. Absolutely, and that's another good way for the community to get AU Alert messages. If you don't want to get text messages, you can get push notifications cool. through the Auburn Safety app. It is free for download. Anybody can download it. And um, you have how to respond in there, which is how to respond to emergencies. So that's our emergency guidelines. We've got sexual violence resources. We have other general resources. We've got the friend walk, which is kind of a, a way you can let a friend know your location and look out for you as an added layer of security. If maybe you're going out on a date for a first first date with someone sure. that you don't know well and you want someone else to know where you are. Um you have submit a tip in there so people can submit safety concerns through that. Mm -hmm. Of course, if it's a crime in progress or even any crime or an emergency, they should call 911 sure. and not use that. But there is a, a dial 911 button in the app as well. Cool. Fantastic. Susan, always a pleasure to have you in studio. Thank you so much. We'll chat again soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Zach. That is Susan McAllister with Auburn Campus Safety joining us this morning. Hour number two coming up in just a moment. Your Fox News, your local news, and your sports. And uh, 735, the big screen movie reviews with Kevin Flanagan. All that and more coming up right here on Auburn Opelika this morning. <laughs> 